Joining us right now from the ringer. Talk a little football with him, as always. The one, the only, Danny Kelly. Danny, it's Dave and Kyle. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. Uh, football starts today, so that's nice. And thank you, Danny, because I've been talking to Kyle about this all morning. We we use the analogy of a hibernating bear. It's not completely awake yet, but it's stretching. I, I know it's the Hall of Fame game, and we're all going to watch. We're going to be excited, and then 10 minutes in, we'll be like, okay, whatever. But it's 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 here. It's here. You got that little bit of excitement in your stomach, I guess. It's like starting to build a little bit. This is you know, unbelievable. It's like this is exactly a game day thing. <laughs> Kyle, is that I, not I am exci- verbatim I, what I said? It's almost verbatim, 100% drink. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I'm very excited to watch Lamar Jackson. That is a thing that I'm ready yeah. to, to see. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of the biggest stories, I think, of the preseason. I, I'm guessing – right now that he's probably not going to be a week one starter but you know if you just if you've watched Joe Flacco over the last three or four years it, it's it feels like it's just more of a matter of time until he takes over so um uh, and I, I can't wait to see how he plays you know how he's kind of taken to the offense and um obviously the you know these preseason games can get ugly pretty quickly but um yeah it's just gonna be really fun to see how he how he's kind of developed so far so I set the over under at one and a half starts you're taking the over for Lamar Jackson Oh man, I think so. You know, it just depends because you hear a lot of good things about Flacco already this during the preseason, right? And so he's kind of gotten some hype, and you're kind of wondering, you know, maybe that the back injury did have a big effect on him last year, and so um, it, it kind of makes me doubt that a little bit. But at the same time, I mean, he he wasn't hurt a couple years before that too, and so I don't know. I just think it, you know they have a defense that they could that could make them a you know legitimate. Like, yeah, not Super Bowl, but a playoff contender for sure. Their defense is that good. Um, and if they just get an average, you know, performance out of their quarterback, I think they can get that from Lamar Jackson. I think that they'd be way more dangerous. And so, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm definitely putting the over on it, though. Danny Kelly, the ringer with us. By the way, Danny, I, I want to thank you. I always try to do a little research before we bring people on. So I was going through your Twitter feed uh, during the break. I was mesmerized. <laughs> I was mesmerized by Benedict Cumberbatch trying to say penguin. <laughs> oh my God. I haven't seen that before. Apparently it's from like 2014 or something like that. But I, I saw it last night. <laughs> he can't say penguin. I was almost going to bring that up just off, out of the blue. Yeah. He, he said it's like, Peng- penguin and then penguin. 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 There's <laughs> not even a G on the end of it. No, but he can't. He can't say it. I, I'll, I'll play the audio later. But he, you know, it's better than Cumberbatch. We we were saying he's on the Mount Rushmore, at least close of voice. You know, we're talking about Morgan Freeman and Leah Shriver and, and James yeah. Earl Jones. And Benedict Cumberbatch has that God voice, that just that awesome voice. But he's like, and the and the, and the penguin. The, the guy can can theoretically probably say his own name, right? His name is Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> yep. and he can't spit out penguin. Come oh, on, man! I, I'll ruin it's your so life. I'll ruin your life when it comes to Benedict Cumberbatch the way mine was five years ago by a tweet. Do you remember the song "Photographed" by Nickelback? Yeah. If you say Benedict Cumberbatch's name to the tune of "Photographed" by <laughs> Nickelback, you'll never think of it. Every time I hear his name, I think Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's over. <laughs> By the way, uh, before we move on here, uh, you write for The Ringer. It's a wonderful site that does a, a ton well, a of- A great website. It does a ton of great <laughs> things. Uh, I am mesmerized, speaking of, and I know you've been caught up in the flack, the 100 greatest episodes. Yeah. Dude, That they did 
phenomenal work, and that thing was made to make people argue. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the, the, I think their first one of the first tweets was like, you know, shoot us your response and your arguments with this hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime you put something like that together, you're going to get arguments. And honestly, I thought I didn't see every single episode or every show that they listen. Nobody's going to. Yeah. And, and really, I, I, I thought a, a good portion of what they said, and it's all taste, was 100% accurate. Honestly, Danny, the only problem I had, I think their number one episode uh, was an episode of Lost, and then they did kind of a sidebar, which was your top 10 pilots, and Lost wasn't on there. That was the only thing I didn't get, was how is Lost Pilot not in the top 10 pilots, Danny? Jeez. The, I, I don't know. You, you hit, hit up that hashtag and ask them. <laughs> the, the, uh, I, I don't want to say just Bill Simmons because so many people uh, work at The Ringer and, and put together that content, but The Ringer's ability to take arguments that people just kind of have, you know, oh. in general yep. and yep. just turn it into like, hey, this is the definitive list now, by the way. <laughs> like, here you go. We did it. People have been talking about you this for how, years. You it's know how brilliant. Many, uh, my articles start with here's the definitive list <laughs> i love it well and danny we we this kind of been a theme on the show the last few weeks you know here locally the sacramento b uh the, you know we have one sport in town one major sport and that's of course uh the sacramento kings and their beat writer jason jones announced he's going to the athletic a couple of days ago there's like i think as of right now literally one guy in our sports department and and and, <laughs> and he's been there forever we've talked about print media and and how it's changing and all that from your perspective it's got to be pretty cool working for a spot like the ringer where you have freedom you don't have to worry about column inches i i imagine you can pretty much write what you want as long as it's quality and they really push the boundaries and by the way are employing a lot of of very talented people in a a job market that sometimes isn't that employable oh yeah i mean i feel lucky every day honestly and just kind of crazy that i actually ended up there i think I mean, you said it. They they really push us to write about what we want, write about write about what we're interested in. You know, and that doesn't even always like for me. That doesn't even have to always be football either. You can write about kind of whatever you want. And that's and like you were saying, that's kind of the beauty of it. They create these discussion makers around totally random things, and you know, it's just kind of it's just really really fun. I you know. I think it's just a great website. Obviously, I'm totally biased, but I'm in awe of my coworkers every day, and so I just feel really lucky and. yeah, I'm just super excited to be working there again, excited for the season. You know how I can tell football isn't back because we've had Danny on for uh, know, almost but, 10 minutes and we haven't <laughs> talked about like any football But he's diver- I mean, like, I can I talk. Know. There's so much. To- I haven't even brought up the Netflix thing they did yesterday, so don't get me started. Oh, Go- that was cool, too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. They showed, how, they showed Netflix's business model in four minutes and, and how they're spending, uh, what is it, one point something billion dollars yep. on original again, content right? this year alone yeah. and that your subscription's like $12. So it's like, how? How in the hell are they going? Are they making money? They're not. Here's how they're hoping to make money. And right. Kyle, ask a football question. Go ahead. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Sh- <laughs> because uh, in uh, in your X factors for all 32 NFL teams, uh, you have Doug Martin listed for the Raiders. Is that assuming that Khalil Mack is not holding out and, and playing? Because it feels like Mack is going to kind of be an X factor for them, uh, and that's just whether he's on the field. Yeah, I mean that was that was kind of taking the taking the assumption that he'll be out there playing obviously you know if he's not playing that's huge for them but I mean you know it's I kind of took it like the guys who 
they could either be on the sidelines and not contributing at all or be kind of a star. So I guess he could definitely fit into that role, but I kind of just went with the assumption that he'll play. Do you, what is the sort of vibe right now? Is he not playing this year? Is that kind of how bad it's gotten? Yeah, the, there's no communication. No communication. Crazy. Nothing at all. Crazy. Yeah, it's – and. and we're the three best defenders in the league. What are you doing? Am I being <laughs> am I being naive, guys, by thinking? And I don't want to jinx anything for Raider fans out there, but I I, I kind of feel like this is all going to be a thing, and then there's going to be fines announced, and then magically Kalu Max is going to figure it out, and then he'll be right. there week one. I mean, isn't that how the story usually ends? I mean, like we saw Aaron Donald do this last year. He, I think, he came back right before week one, and they they held him out week one, but he he came back right before the season. It's kind of the old expression, you know, deadline spur action. And so right. I'm kind of just expecting that something will happen eventually. He's not going to hold out for too long, but, you know, he does have a point. Like he, he's, like you said, he's one of the top top defenders in the game. He's, he's at a premium position. It doesn't make any sense to me that they're not being more receptive and kind of talking to him and all that. And the same, same deal with Donald too. And, and Earl Thomas, I think, you know, it's just kind of an interesting dynamic right now around the league where some of the top defensive players in the NFL are holding out. And it's just, you know, it's just kind of mind boggling. Danny Kelly of the ringer with us and you know, sticking to Raiders, Danny, Kyle and I were talking about this a few minutes before you came on. I, I I'm, I'm a, I'm very worried about the John Gruden era. Hundred million dollars for this guy who, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, a, a, a negative person could say, yeah, he built the Raiders and then he took Tony Dungy's team and won a Super Bowl and then ran it in the ground and he talks a good game but has the game passed him by it. Where are you, you know, before they've even played a game under him this second go around, where are you at confidence wise with John Gruden uh, wearing the headset? I'm pretty skeptical, honestly. I think, you know, it's it's it's. From my perspective, it's kind of tough because I think he is a he's a BSer. You know, he he, I think he wants people to think that he doesn't care about analytics. He doesn't care about the way that the game is evolving. I think he's kind of like trying to bluff people a little bit, and he's and he's probably going to you know be a little more receptive to that kind of stuff than we think. But at the same time, you know, the way he talks, it's like he wants to take the Raiders back to the '80s or the '70s, and it's just a little bit concerning because that's just not the direction that the game is going. It's not. It's not the way that you can make your team the most efficient on offense, and so I, I think right now I'm I'm, I'm open minded about it, but I'm kind of skeptical. I think you know just I, there's just no way of really knowing exactly what he's going to do yet. But right now, it just from everything he said, it's just it doesn't sound like he kind of has the right plan to me, honestly. And, and the moves that they've made, I think I've been a little bit suspect. So you know, this this uh, this holdout situation is kind of the perfect example. Do you think Derek Carr uh, improves under John Gruden? I think he improves from last year. I mean, I think obviously the back injury was a big deal and really affected what he was able to do. Um, I think Carr still has to prove a lot. I, I think he has to prove that he can throw downfield and be more aggressive downfield. I think that's probably why they went and got Martavis Bryant. You know, Jordy Nelson, those two guys could potentially help out in that area. Um, but yeah, I think I think he'll improve over last year because frankly he was not good last year, and, and I think it had a lot to do with his, his back injury. And so, you know, whether John Gruden is the man for the job in terms of developing him long term, that that's another question. But I do think he'll improve over last year. Switching to the Niners, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo going out on a date with a porn star. Good summer <laughs> content or great summer content? 
<laughs> it's all, I mean, people freaked out. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so many like spaces of franchise question marks and things like that. I love it. Yeah, no, that's perfect off season content right there. I think, uh, didn't Darren Rovell say something like, this is terrible for our country, but I got to say it's great content. Yes. It's tremendous content. <laughs> right. <laughs> the pearl clutching over all this, we find nice. amusing. I don't, as, as long as they're not breaking laws, I personally don't care who Jimmy's dating as long as he throws touchdowns. But we, we did ask the question, Danny, that whether we agree with it or not, by being public like that, and it did, did did Jimmy open himself up again, whether we think it's stupid or not? Did he open himself up? For example, if he goes out and he starts throwing picks and having a bad year, are we going to hear the hot take cannons on uh, television talking about, well, that's what happens when you become a superstar and start dating porn stars. I mean, are we looking at that possibly? <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. So I'm, I'm with you guys. I don't care about what, who he's dating or whatever, but I, I think you can make an argument that it, it potentially is bad optics for him based on, you know, just like you want to kind of fly under the radar right now and, and let your game do the talking. He obviously, he's only had five starts or six starts or something like that, and obviously he played really well last year, but, you know, there's still he's still got to prove himself. He's still got to kind of earn that contract. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you could say like from his agent's point of view or something like that, like you got to protect your client a little bit better. You're opening yourself up to some criticism down the line. But frankly, I don't, I don't care. I, I think it's kind of funny. I think it's good content. Overall, uh, you know, again, we're we're Sacramento, so we're going to talk about the Raiders and Niners. When you look at <laughs> at the Niners this year, uh, is, is there a little too much of that? Hey, this team is poised to take the next step. Is it a little? Are they almost overrated going into this year, or do you think uh, you think they're just fine? Are you expecting things out of them? You know, I, I kind of waffle on that a little bit. I, I, right now, I think their offense, I have a lot of faith in their offense. I think Shanahan is a really, really smart, you know, brilliant offensive coach, and I expect their their offense is going to be really solid. Can, can that be enough to make them a contender? Maybe. You know, I, I really don't know, but maybe. Um, what I do worry about, though, is that defense. I think that the defense still has to prove itself. You know, I think, like I said in my, my X-Factors article, I think Richard Sherman is a big factor. If he can get back to being who he was before, that's huge for them. But, you know, as we've seen kind of so far in training camp, it's not, you know, that's no sure thing. I think, obviously, Achilles injuries are hard to come back from. And, you know, you know he's, he's laying against Marquise Goodwin, so he's going to look slow. But he definitely looked a step or two slow in that one rep that everyone kind of made a big deal about. Um, so you, you do just kind of worry about what the defense is going to do. Where are they going to get a pass rush? You know, how is the secondary going to play this year? Are they going to make a big jump? Um, I do think the offense is going to be good enough to give them a chance, but I guess the question is, you know, are they going to be kind of a top five offense or a top ten offense? And you know, if they're a top ten offense, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be enough to send them to the playoffs and make them a Super Bowl contender, whereas if they're a top three or four, maybe it is. Maybe that's enough. More importantly, Danny, are they going to be better than the Seahawks? <laughs> <laughs> I probably would bet on them over the Seahawks at this point, just because, well, number one, Doug Baldwin's kind of up in the air now. Earl Thomas is up in the air. Uh, there was just so many question marks around the Seahawks. I still think that Pete Carroll's a good coach, and I think that with Russell Wilson, you know, understanding that it gives them a chance in pretty much any game. Right. But, there's just so many questions to, to answer with the Seahawks. I, I really don't know where they're going to get their pass rush after Brent Clark. You know, Deion Jordan was kind of, I guess, this 
last hope for them to kind of like emerge. And now he's hurt and, and there's no end in sight to his injury. And so, you know, tell me who, who, in that, who on that defense is going to be a double digit sack guy other than Frank Clark. I don't know if there is a guy. So that worries me. Uh, I think, you know, it, it's a transition year for the Seahawks. I'll put it that way. I, I'd have a little bit more faith in the 49ers right now. Did you see, did you happen to catch Earl Thomas's players tribune piece this morning? Yeah, I read that. It was definitely interesting. Yeah, what, what was your? I would, I'm just curious about <laughs> your your take off the top of that because it really there's been a lot of mystery uh, surrounding that whole deal, and and something something told him that he needed to get out there and and put it out yeah. there. I thought it was quite interesting. Well, it's always an interesting sort of dynamic where you know fans tend to side with the team on holdouts. Yeah, for some reason, and 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 it's that is always just weird but at the same time you know there's a salary cap and teams are not necessarily trying to you know for lack of a better word screw these players over just because just because they're cheap it's because they have a salary cap to deal with and so there's that 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 whole kind of dynamic i think is a lot of back and forth i think girls probably just trying to get out in front of it because you know there's probably an anti-player bias just in, in general with people that with with players that hold out, maybe not so much with Khalil Mack right now, but like for all Thomas right now, I know that a lot of fans are kind of bummed out and hoping that he comes back, and so maybe he was just trying to get out in front of that, and, and it was a PR move. I do think there wasn't really anything new in that article. I think obviously you know, he hit on the, the salient points in the sense that you know it's weird that play that that fans want these players to not have their security or whatever, but. Um, you know, from the Seahawks' point of view, they just had another safety who they gave a big contract to, and he only played one year. I think they're worried about the long-term effects of giving him a top-of-market deal to to a position, frankly, that is really depressed right now. I mean, if you saw the, the safety market this offseason, it was it was really, really low. And so going out and giving, you know, even though he's one of the best players in the position, you know, giving him a big top of market contract in a year like this, it, I think that's kind of what's on the Seahawks' mind right now. So it's, it's turning into a stalemate. He, I, you notice he didn't say anything about going into the Cowboys locker room and telling them to come get him, though. Yeah, that was uh, that that wasn't there. That wasn't there. <laughs> hey, hey, Danny, I'm just I'm proud of you for reading that before coming on here at 8:05 uh, and being up in time to get that done. I'm really really proud of you for that, man. We were texting last night. And he, he asked me whether I wanted to come out at 7.35 or at 8.05. I'm like, 8.05, I'm not a psycho. Yeah, like, what, are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm going to wake up and you're going to call me. That's, that's <laughs> Well, well you know. done for somebody just rolling out yeah. of bed. I love it. Dan- right, thank you. I appreciate that. Danny Kelly writes for The Ringer. And uh, if you can't tell, we're uh, Kyle and I both uh, huge fans of that website and of Danny's and uh, enjoy their content quite a bit. Make sure uh, you go to theringer.com. Uh, check Danny out on Twitter as well. Always a pleasure talking to you, and I'm sure we'll talk to you throughout the uh, football season, Danny. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks, guys. All right, take care. That's Danny Kelly of The Ringer.